You're listening to the Design Jones, sorted by SiteGround, Wacom, Computer Arts, and Adobe. This is episode 42. Hello and welcome to the Design Jones. Today we're joined by co-founder of the Dots, Pip Jameson. Good day, Pip. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad, thanks. How about you? Yeah, very good. <laughs> to kick us off, what was your journey like into the creative industry? Yeah, so it's been a bit of an interesting journey, I guess. Um, so my my dad was a creative, and so there was this expectation I'd always go into the creative industry so my weird way of rebelling is I went to university and studied maths and economics (laughs) I guess I wanted to prove I could do something else with a different side of my brain so I literally um, yeah studied economics at Edinburgh and then when I left university I joined the fast stream civil service so I went into government with aspirations to change the world and realized that might take me about 45 years if ever so I then jumped ship and joined the creative industries I started working for the Brit Awards here in London, then started working for MTV in various roles around the world, um, moved down under to Australia to work for MTV there. I, While I was in Australia, I did something really strange. I helped develop the business model to launch MTV into New Zealand. Um, but then I applied for the head of marketing role in New Zealand. I'd never done marketing before in my entire life. I had no idea what I was doing. They gave me the role. I was 24. So the next thing, they're flying me to New Zealand to like help launch a channel. Um, I literally read a dummy's guide to marketing in the plane. Um, I've still got the book with notes in the margin. Yeah, it was the most amazing experience. So five of us, we scaled to 50 people in one year. And we basically, it was a bit like running a startup, but for major international brand. And it was just, it was in the heyday of when MTV was run by creatives. So you could get and do these incredible things and ideas. And, and it was there that we came up with the idea for the dots because I just didn't have anywhere online to network and build my career that was the same as like LinkedIn was designed for people with suits. So I wanted to create an alternative that really suited me and my friends where we could build networks and we could share ideas and we could actually build our career as well. What for you personally was the key motivation to getting the dots completely set up and really running? Well, I think that's the huge thing. I The problem I had when I moved to New Zealand is we had to scale the team for five to 50 people. And doing that was a real struggle. So I like trying to put a job on a normal job board when with an MTV logo was a complete nightmare. I get about a thousand people applying for the role, which is really flattering, but you just don't have time to go through that many applicants. And recruiters were really expensive and I tried using something LinkedIn and I was getting like the most rubbish people applying so we started just hiring mates and mates and mates but the huge problem with that is that if you're only hiring friends of friends you're not getting that fresh injection of ideas and skills and backgrounds coming into the business it got to the point where literally we all kind of lived in the same suburb in New Zealand it was ridiculous and the problem with that, if you're not getting a diverse ideas into a business, it's really dangerous from a creative standpoint because if everyone thinks the same, all the creative output's going to be the same. Um, and I think actually that was the beginning of the demise of MTV. I think it became really samey and then the creative content became really samey and what started as amazing, iconic creative brand then became a bit bland. 
And so I wanted a different way. I wanted a way where I could discover like really fresh, incredible talent without necessarily, you know, having a friend of a friend who is connected to that talent. And that's how it all came about is like, not only do I need somewhere to be able to network and expand my career, as someone who hires creatives, I need to be able to find people who think differently. Um, and that's that's how it evolved. I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way, but what's been the most surprising thing you've come across? On a personal level, I think I discovered that if you put your mind to anything, you can achieve it. You can learn stuff, especially in the technology space. No one knows what they're doing because it's moving so incredibly fast. As long as you're a continuous learner, you can kind of keep up. To, you can, you're ahead of everyone else before you know it. I think the other really surprising thing is I originally designed the platform around pure creatives and so designers, photographers, illustrators. And what I realized when working with teams is that, you know, creativity is a team effort and, you know, it is a collection of amazing people coming together and creating stuff. And what I found really surprising about the dots is the mass adoption of not necessarily pure creatives, but also people that help creative projects get off the ground, like creative producers. And I think that's been really magic in terms of the ecosystem we're starting to build is people want to collaborate with different types of skill sets. And so I love the fact that we're bringing that all together. We're not just a site just for designers. You can, you know, collaborate with an amazing motion graphic artist or front end engineer to really bring that creativity to life. And I, I really, that makes me really excited and happy. A big focus of the work you do at the Dots is bringing diversity into the creative industry. Was that a focus when you first started or is that something that's developed over the time? It was definitely a focus from the beginning, um, but it's become more of a focus as I've kind of built the business and I've realized how bad some businesses are. Um, you know, it's only 37% of the creative industries are female at the moment, for example, which, you know, is highly underrepresentative of what the, the population is. Um, and, you know, when you start getting into sort of BAME and, you know, the problems that people, from, for example, the LGBT plus community have or people with different socioeconomic backgrounds, it gets even worse. And so, you know, I, it was a completely our whole call was based on diversity but it has just blossomed from there um at the moment on the dots we're 61% female our membership I've had a bit of shit for that on Twitter because <laughs> people are like that's not very diverse and I'm like oh well the challenge is like something like LinkedIn for example it's actually the other way and so if I'm readdressing the balance the other way I don't really give a shit and yeah so it's just been wonderful seeing that kind of community and I think, you know, the most forward thinking businesses now recognize that they do want more diverse talent coming through and we're helping do that. So I, I, I love I love being on the forefront of that. You've mentioned that 37% of the creative industry is female, but it's the other way around for education where it's predominantly female. How do you see the industry being able to address that balance and bridge that gap? Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's no silver bullet. It is such a complicated kind of issue across the board. I think, you know, it's complicated from perspectives like, especially at an executive level, things like women having to take time out to have children. It's complicated in the fact that some women are just getting into businesses and they're very male heavy and they're just leaving the industry. I mean, there's so many things that we need to fix. But I think what I'm really happy and excited about is that I think the the discussion about diversity is coming to a close. I think 
people are now recognizing that diversity is good for business. There's just so many reports now that it's better for creativity, it's better for profitability. I think all the best businesses, the ones that will succeed, know that they need to be more diverse. So that agenda's over. I think the next phase of this whole thing is what are the actionable steps that we can do to change the ratio inside of businesses you know things like um, maternity leave and paternity leave you know encouraging more men to take time off you know Scandinavia does this really really well you know free childcare from as young as two years old for everyone you know forced paternity leave for men when kids are born I think things like that are really exciting because I think that really can change the ratio and I also think what's really brilliant is the millennials coming through have a lot of the same preferences that mothers would want. So what I mean by that is under 35s are, you know, valuing uh, purpose over paycheck. They want more flexible working times. They want to adopt portfolio careers. They want to freelance. This is, and so it means companies are sort of to attract the best young talent. They have to start being more flexible in the way that their work is structured, which will also have a really positive impact on women because if companies are starting to be more flexible, that will then have a knock-on effect. So I love the millennials. Thank you for pushing the issue. You've worked with a number of high-profile companies to really push the diversity and creative industry. What's your approach to working with them? Yeah, I think um, I started just meeting just these incredible people who are very active in the, the diversity space. And we just all sort of started collaborating. I think we're all on this like, you know, similar goal. And, you know, for example, for um, International Women's Day, we did a complete female takeover of the dots. So every and that was for a whole month. So every project featured was created by a woman. All the people we featured were women. We then got 15 industry leaders to nominate their next 10 industry leaders it was meant to be called the 1010 project so I was meant to get 10 industry leaders to nominate 10 I emailed 16 people and 15 people said yes so suddenly I was like shit it's just gonna be 150 the only person who said no is the amazing Martha Lane Fox who started lastminute.com and she sent me the best email ever she goes I'm dealing with Brexit net right now Pip I'm really sorry and I was like oh yes yeah, she's in the Lords I probably should leave her in peace um but yeah everyone was just so wonderful everyone wants to help with this and so yeah I mean it was it was everyone from you know the amazing Marina Willer who was like the first um, partner at Pentagram was one of the industry leaders um, you've got Nishma Rob who's you know head of women at Google so it was just this nice mix of you know people like Laura Jordan Barnbert who started She Says and Mr President and used to be um, president of DNAD so it's these just epic women who are kind of rallying around it and nominating this next generation which is great. How does DOTS get the community involved, not only from the diversity aspect, but also in pushing the industry forward as a whole? Yeah, I think, well, things that we do on the DOTS is um, we really kind of champion anyone who's doing pro-social projects or projects with heart. So um, we'll heavily promote that across the site and in newsletters. You know, some of my favorite ones are like someone... It was a junior who recently did a concept around like an Airbnb, but for refugees. And we kind of pushed that. And it's really with the whole aim of inspiring that next generation to like go, you know, I believe creators of the future. We can, there are so many problems in the world right now, like nuclear war is about to happen. Um, uh, But I believe creatives, that's that's our strength. You know, we can look at problems and solve problems and anything we can do 
to inspire our community to work on projects that have a real social impact I love. So this this one that was done by this junior, for example, she did a Airbnb hybrid, which was around um, giving um, refugees, you, you know, a room in your house for free. And I, I just love those kind of concepts. And actually Airbnb picked up the story and started chatting with her. And so it's amazing how these things can kind of come to the forefront so for us it's about championing those people who are doing really good projects with the aim of inspiring that next generation of people do you see that happen often where you will feature something and a natural collaboration will happen yeah and that's the most amazing bit so it's like when people come together we've just been helping promote um there's this amazing guy who's starting a, there's a huge homelessness problem that we all can see everywhere um he's starting a business which is where most of the time we don't have cash on us and also you're worried if you give cash to a homeless person are they going to use it for the right thing so he's starting a business around it's like a token based system where you can buy food or you can buy nights in a shelter and things like this and um, yeah he's a tech guy and we're helping connect him with people who can help from a creative perspective bring that to life and that's that's the things that really excite me about the platform is helping those projects come to life if you had to give one piece of advice to the creative industry as a whole to help it address the balance in diversity, what would it be? So I'm a massive advocate of second interview diversity quotas, which some people really frown on, um, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> so what I mean by that is at second interview, you have to make sure you have a diverse set of people you are interviewing. I think a lot of people talk about, yeah, it should be based on merit, well, that's easy to say, but the problem is if you're not seeing enough people from diverse backgrounds, you're not going to base your decision on merit. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love men, but it's an overgeneralization that but men do tend to be better at promoting themselves. They do p tend to be better at applying for roles. So if a woman looks at a job description, and this again is uh, on average, not for every woman, but if a woman looks at a job description and can't answer a couple of the points on that job description, they won't apply. But if a man looks and sees that he cannot, you know, he's over like 70% there, he'll apply. So there's those kind of barriers that us as women have to get over. But what that means is that companies really need to take a conscious effort to actually in get people to second interview. Um, and it can be harder to find a really diverse group of people to interview. And that's, you know, and when I'm talking about diversity, I'm not just talking about gender. It is socioeconomic. It is BAME. But it really pays off in dividends later down the track. Um, so that's something that we educate all our companies about. And that's also why we're desperately trying to make the business even more diverse all the time so that it's easier for companies to be able to find these talents. So at second interviews, they have a really good selection to choose from. It's clear that the dots has really grown in just a few short years, but from your point of view, what's it been like to see that growth? Oh, it's a bit surreal sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean, we're, um, you know, I started, so we're sitting on my houseboat and um, I started the dots in here. So like literally behind you on a desk, we got to six people on here, um, which is a complete health and safety issue because on a boat you have to jump over to get onto the boat. Um, oh, it's just this magic experience where you have, you know, you start something and you see it grow and... You know, for me, the best stories and the best emails are the ones that we get from our community where they have man managed to find an amazing collaborator or an amazing job. I, I got this 
brilliant. We we collaborate with um, DNA do do this shift program where they take kids from underprivileged backgrounds. They put them on an eight week training program uh, about the creative industries, and we've been helping them trying um, on the dots, featuring them so they get work. And I got this amazing email from a guy called Moses um, about four days ago, and he just got a job at Warner Music through us. And it was just those are the moments where I'm like, this is just so you know. Yes, we've got hundreds of thousands of users, and yes, we've got like 4,000 companies now using us, but the, it's those moments where you, you see someone like that come through and you're just, that makes everything all worthwhile. We have like a, we have a company Slack channel, which is good news. So anytime we get like a lovely message from the community or any time something happens that's amazing or someone finds a really good kebab shop around the corner, it all goes into good, it all goes into good news. Um, and that's, that's like one of my favorite parts of the day is seeing that channel. <laughs> What's the next big moment in the future of the dots? Yeah. So we're growing little too fast no you can never grow too fast I mean we're growing about 10% month on month at the moment which is wonderful but we are still a small team I think I mean it was hilarious I got this email that came through to customer service and and Robin who runs the customer service sits like two desks next to me and it was this very polite email going we'd like to speak to your CEO and invite her to this retreat and I was like obviously you can't give out our personal details but can I send you a bit more information it's one of those emails where you think they think obviously you're this business of like 3,000 people there's nine of us um and anyway Robin sort of emailed back and um and said you know yes of course send us more info and it was like from Facebook in the US wanting to be to come and speak at their big retreat to all their execs and I'm like everyone in the office is in hysterics going this is so funny um I I guess you know it being nine it is a challenge so we are in the process of scaling we're hiring like 15 people over the next 10 um well over the next 10 weeks um so we're scaling that side of the business um we've also started growing massively internationally so while 90 percent of the companies we work with are uk-based so most of the opportunities on the dots are with uk-based businesses like the tate and google and facebook and mnc uh, 25 over 25 percent of our community is now international which is really kind of exciting to see so it's a big thing for us over the next year is developing a roadmap for how we expand the dots internationally and what excites me about that is you know creativity is borderless every creative would love to work somewhere at some point would love to work remotely whether that's in Berlin or move to New York and for me where I get really excited is that whole you know making it so that you can have whatever as a creative you can have whatever career you want in whatever country you want and there's so many borders going up at the moment which is just hideous and I like the idea that maybe you know Brexit, which is hell, has happened, but maybe we can try and take down those borders on a technology sense, and that's kind of the exciting bit for us over the next year. You've briefly mentioned it already, but we are actually on your houseboat at the moment. What inspired your move to take up a mooring in London? Um, <laughs> I um, I used to live in Australia, so I'm British originally, but I was living out in Australia, and we lived on the beach. I wanted to move here and start the dots. And so my amazing husband, who's Welsh, uh, fell in love with Australia and never wanted to leave Australia. <laughs> so um, so the compromise was living on a boat. So he was like, I'll move to London if we live on a houseboat. And I just thought it was the most amazing idea. So we literally, we found the houseboat on Gumtree and we sent a friend of ours who was an architect to check it out so we never actually saw it before we built, bought it and um, we bought it in Stoke-on-Trent and then um, 
my husband moved over here a month before I did and he motored it as far as um, we kind of got as far as Oxford and then we spent a year just moving around the canals and moving into London so he'd call me I'd be in the office and he'd call me and say like tonight we're in Little Venice now we're in Victoria now we're in Hackney and so it was this wonderful way to rediscover London and it's it's amazing it's like living in the country in the middle of the city and like I wake up and I feed the ducks it's like mental and I have a little rowboat so our houseboat is called Horace um, and we have a little rowboat called Little Horace and so anytime I'm really stressed at work or need to just unlock my brain I just go for a row and it's amazing how all those problems that I thought I had just suddenly kind of just fade away it's magic where did the idea of calling it Horace originate okay so Horace is um, a Greek poet it was the original poet um, and he invented the saying carpe diem and so carpe diem is the cheesiest (laughs) thing to call your boat so we called it Horace and that's kind of how it all evolved and my dream is actually um, to get friends who are typographers to do little um, poems all around the boat in little places and that was meant to be a bit of a side project but then the dots took over over my life so I haven't got around to it yet (laughs) you mentioned that you moved the houseboat around London a fair bit do you think that helped in meeting people to progress the dots and move it forward yeah I think um I think what has been amazing about like that is being just how open people are also to meet on a boat is is hilarious so when I when I moved to London like I've been living out the country for nine years like my contact book was just I knew no one it was ridiculous so I was sending these cold emails which are always all painful and no one gets back to you so I then like email them and say do you want to meet on Horace my houseboat and then suddenly people are like yeah and you suddenly realize how interested people are to see boats like you you can kind of see it when people walk past boats they're always like peering in through the window and so I suddenly realized it was actually an amazing business asset because everyone was like yeah let's meet on the boat and I was just like this is the best way to do business ever so I've done most of like our big deals on this boat um it's great (laughs) moving on to our final question we obviously talked about progressing diversity in the creative industry but as a whole where do you think the industry is heading and what do you think is going to be that thing that shapes its future Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, diversity is obviously something I'm really passionate about. I think where things are heading, I think I'm I'm an optimist. I'm always like glasses half full. So, you know, as I said, I'm really excited about the next generation coming through this whole thing that there's purpose over paycheck, that people actually want to have a positive impact on the world I think you know the whole last election sort of proved that the uh, that the younger generation have a better moral compass than the, the older generation um so I'm really excited by that I'm also I'm excited by the creative industries because we are about to enter this age of, age of automation and there is going to be a lot of disruption in terms of what's going to happen. You know, we are going to see whole waves of people become unemployed um, through machines. And, you know, that that white collar working is not safe, you know, accounting, finance, legal, all those things our parents said that we should do and didn't end up doing are going to have massive, massive problems over the next 5, 10, 15 years. What excites me is about creativity. You know, there's three things that machines don't do very well. Um, They don't have common sense. um, They don't feel empathy or understand empathy. And they struggle with creativity. And so what excites me about the creative industries and everyone who's creative is the future is creative. You know, we are the ones that will have the jobs of the future. 
what's sort of worrying it but what i think we can also solve is there won't probably be enough jobs for everyone and it will be our social responsibility as creatives to work out solutions of what to do with that unemployment that arises um you know if when we have driverless cars you're talking about suddenly everyone who's a driver out of business you can't retrain everyone um and there's people that are older that might not be able to be retrained so I'm a big believer in universal wage. I've started to join a couple of think tanks on that. And I just think it will be, it's brilliant that it is a creative future, but I think also it is our responsibility as creatives to, to look after people that get left behind. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to us, Pip. And just before you go, can you let everyone know where they can find you online? Okay, yeah, so just Google the dots. It should be, <laughs> should be at the top. Um, and also anyone who's listening, it's worth mentioning that we are... If um, we're completely free for charities, so any registered charities, it's completely free for them to use us, find talent, find freelancers, find collaborators. So just email um, help at the dots. As I said, the girl sits two desks down from me. <laughs> so, um, and we can give you free reign of the dots. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for talking to us, Pip. And we look forward to seeing what happens with the dots in the future. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to The Design Jones. You can find us online at thedesignjones.co.uk and on social media at thedesignjones. Special thank you to our supporters, SiteGround, web hosting crafted for designers, who are offering up to 70% off for TDJ listeners. Visit siteground.com forward slash thedesignjones for more details. Computer Arts, the magazine for people who believe design matters. Adobe, changing the world through digital experiences. And Wacom, inspiring a more creative world. 